Welcome to Sober is Dope. Sober is Dope is not affiliated with AA or any 12-step program. We support people's right to drink and have fun. We believe in a live and let live approach to sobriety. This show is intended to highlight the benefits of a sober life. We want to encourage healing and transformation. This show is for anyone that is struggling with alcohol, drugs, or addiction of any kind. I am Pop Buchanan. I am a recovering alcoholic. I am proud to share my story. Welcome to Sober is Dope. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today we're doing a follow-up episode to our comorbid alcoholism episode. And this is very important. And the reason why we're doing a part two is I want to talk about comorbid drug addiction. Because although alcohol is a drug, and it's my particular drug of choice, the Sober is Dope community has various members with various levels of addiction and a large amount of our members are um have drug use disorders um such as opioids heroin meth and you know anything within a drug category so i wanted to have something specifically for um this uh my audience there i don't want you guys to ever feel excluded when i go into something that's um, alcohol based. I mean, all drugs, um, are relevant and all of you guys voices and concerns matter to me. So it's important that something as deep as a mental health component to our addiction, I wanted to really clarify that this also, um, connects with everyone in the community that has um, a hardcore drug addiction or a pill addiction or opioid addiction and that nature. So I'm just going to go into a small deep dive again on um, the comorbid drug addiction. We did an episode called comorbid alcoholism. So this is very important. Today, this episode is being um, the information is being brought from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, all right? So this is addiction science, and the Sober as Dope podcast is heavy on the science, the scientific aspect of our addiction and our recovery, getting a lot of hardcore facts out there so we have a better, well-rounded understanding. I feel like if we don't have a solid understanding of our own, the nature of our own addiction, then it's going to, you know, lessen the quality of our recovery. And I want us to win really big and I want us to be like micro experts so we can go and help other people and pay it forward. All right. So I'm going to get right into it. Um, First and foremost, what is comorbidity? All right. Comorbidity describes two or more disorders or illnesses occurring in the same person. For example, two or more disorders. So if you are addicted to meth, for example, you also and also have a depressive disorder. This is called this is considered comorbidity, if that makes any sense. All right. They can occur at the same time or one after another. Okay, comorbidity also implies interactions between the illnesses that can't worsen the course of both. Okay, is drug addiction a mental illness? This is a good question that we have to ask ourselves. And the answer, according 
to the National um, Association of Drug, the National Institute on Drug Abuse is yes. Uh, addiction changes the brain in fundamental ways. We call this neuroplasticity. All right. And it changes a person's normal needs and desires and replacing them with new priorities connected with seeking and using the drug. This results in compulsive behaviors that weaken the ability to control impulses despite the negative consequences and are similar to hallmarks of other mental illnesses. All right. How common are comorbid substance use disorders and other mental illnesses? Many people who have substance use disorder also develop other mental illnesses. Just as many people who are diagnosed with mental illnesses are often diagnosed with a substance use disorder or drug addiction. For example, about half of people who experience a mental illness will also experience a substance use disorder at some point in their lives and vice versa. Few studies have been done on comorbidity in children, but those that have been conducted suggest that youth with substance use disorders also have high rates of co-occurring mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So why do these disorders often co-occur? Although substance use disorders commonly occur with other illnesses, this does not mean that one caused the other, even if one appeared first. In fact, establishing which came first or why can be difficult. However, research suggests three possibilities for this common co-occurrence. One, Common risk factors can contribute to both mental illnesses and substance use disorders. Research suggests that there are many genes, all right? So we're talking about genetics now, and this is deep, and this is good for us to understand. Research suggests that there are many genes that can contribute to the risk of developing both a substance use disorder and a mental health illness, okay? For example, some people have a specific gene that can make them at risk of mental illness as an adult if they frequently use marijuana as a child. A gene can also influence how a person responds to a drug, whether or not using a drug makes them feel good. Environmental factors such as stress or trauma can cause genetic changes that are passed down through generations and may contribute to the development of mental illnesses or substance use disorders. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point something out here. This is an important side note. All right. This should this is a real important side note because this is why we should really take our substance addictions and our drug addictions very seriously. Right. There's a term called epigenetics and how we pass on our genes to the future generations and the decisions and the environmental factors and lifestyle factors that we perform through our bodies and through our lifetime can affect future generations, not just our children. It can also affect our children's children. And this is called epigenetics and it's very important. So I'm going to read this again and I want you to see how our drug use can create mental illnesses in the next generation. So we can negatively have an ability terrible effect on our children and their children so check this out let's reread this and bring it home environmental factors such as stress or trauma can cause genetic changes 
that that are passed down through generations and may contribute to the development of mental illnesses or substance use disorder, okay? So when they talk about passing anything along through generations, I want you guys to remember and I want you to look up and study epigenetics. Mental illnesses can contribute to drug use and substance use disorders. Some mental health conditions have been identified as risk factors for developing a substance use disorder. For example, some research suggests that people with mental illness may use drugs or alcohol as a form of self-medication. Although some drugs may help with mental illness symptoms, sometimes this can also make the symptoms worse. Additionally, when a person develops a mental illness, brain changes may enhance the reward and effects of substances, predisposing a person to continue using the substance. Substance use and addiction can contribute to development of mental illnesses. Substance use may change the brain in ways that make a person more likely to develop a mental illness. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to stop here because this is a very important clear point. All right, let's speak plainly now. If I'm smoking marijuana or if I'm sniffing coke or... If I'm smoking meth or, you know, shooting heroin or taking opioids, for example, these drugs and the addictions and the use um, can change our brain. And this is neuroplasticity because these drugs cause trauma to our brain. And we know any form of trauma causes our brain to change through neuroplasticity. And this can develop a mental illness, all right? Depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, nervous conditions, and so on and so forth. Major depressive disorder, seasonal affective disorder, and a whole host and plethora of other mental health conditions. So this is clear. So when we talk about comorbid drug addiction, we're talking about how mental illness can lead to drug addiction and how drug addiction can lead to mental illness. And within the individual, there's a dual diagnosis of um, called comorbidity. All right. And this is applied to both alcoholics and drug addicts alike. So there's a clear connection between mental health and our drug of choice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so let's pray on that. Let's digest that because if right now you're in active drug addiction, you may have tried other avenues to get clean and they may not be working because you may not get be getting the appropriate help for your mental health issues. So we have to look at treatment and we have to look at techniques in addressing our mental health condition as well as our drug addiction. Especially for people that's on really hard drugs like fentanyl and meth and heroin and it goes, the list goes on, right? Methamphetamines and stuff like that. So you're listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. We're going to cut to a brief message from our sponsor and we're going to come back and we're going to look at some treatment diagnoses and some more information on our episode, Comorbid Drug Addiction. I'll catch you soon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Thank you for being patient. 
Um, we just had an awesome message from our sponsor, Anchor. And look, I couldn't do this podcast without Anchor. So moving along, ladies and gentlemen, comorbid drug addiction, mental health, and our addictions and how those dual diagnoses creates this problem where we really need to have a hands-on intense um avenue of treatment for our recovery and the reason why i'm doing these episodes ladies and gentlemen is i really want to increase the success rate of recovery within the drug community and the addiction community all right because we need the all the help we can get and we need real clear information on how we may have got to where we are and how we could get to the next step because like martin john garcia loves to say from the recover yourself podcast we're recovering from something and recovering to something all right and i want us to recover to permanent um success in our um recovery i don't want to hear us relapsing i don't want to hear about people slipping because if that's the case that means somewhere along the line we failed in the treatment process and we failed in communicating the nature of the um situation and for most people i know being on the front lines i know there's a lot of people who may go through one form of treatment for their addiction and not get the appropriate treatment for the other diagnoses and diseases or disorders that may be accompanied through their addiction such as mental health depression anxiety I personally think that addiction in any form creates depression and anxiety. And we we have these micro bursts of joy and we get these little short-lived highs, but there's a lot of lows. And when you look at that, that's a manic description in, in, in its truest form. So if you're talking about mania, then you're talking about mental illness. If you're talking about being manic, then you're talking about bipolar. So if I use, if I take a drug and it makes me change my personality, it's giving me a bipolar diagnosis, right? I'm changing. That's why we are different when we use. And then when we come down, we don't necessarily remember what we did. People have to explain to us what we did. We tend to black out and it's all mental health connected. But if it's not communicated clearly to you like that, then you're not going to be armed with the necessary tools to really help yourself in your recovery. And that's why I want it to be very clear. So the next time you at your meet meeting, you may want to say, hey, I'm John or hey, I'm Sally and I'm a recovering comorbid alcoholic or I'm a recovering comorbid drug addict. Right. Because I have a mental health issue that I had to address as well as my treatment. Right. So we could have our 12 steps. We could have our different recovery programs. But if we're not going to see our therapist, therapist, if we're not taking appropriate medication, if we're not changing our lifestyle, if we're not addressing the trauma that we cause through our brain, through life and through our addictions, then we're not giving ourselves everything we need to be fully recovered. And this is very important to me. And this is gospel right now, because I really want to spread this awareness because I feel that a lot of us, I mean, a majority of us in the recovery community, we ain't even get this information yet. It hasn't been communicated effectively enough and there's not a bigger conversation about it. You have to really dig. And that's why addiction science is so important. 
okay? And that's something that we've been introducing on the Sober as Dope podcast to help arm our listeners with the necessary tools to really be successful. So as we close this out, I want to talk about how these comorbid conditions diagnose and are treated, right? I want to talk about treatment and diagnosis so we can understand what we can do to help ourselves. All right, here we go. The high rate of comorbidity between substance use disorders and other mental illnesses calls for a comprehensive approach that identifies and evaluates both. Accordingly, anyone seeking help for either substance use, misuse, or addiction or another mental health disorder should be evaluated for both and treated accordingly. Several behavioral therapies have shown promise for treating comorbid conditions. These approaches can be tailored to patients according to age, the specific drug misused, and other factors. They can be used alone or in combination with medications. Some effective behavioral therapies for treating comorbid conditions include cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, which helps to change harmful beliefs and behaviors. Dialectical behavioral therapy, that's DBT, was designed specifically to reduce self-harm behaviors, including suicide attempts, thoughts, or urges, cutting, and drug use. Assertive Community Treatment, ACT, A-C-T, emphasizes outreach to the community and an individualized approach to treatment. Therapeutic communities, TC, are a common form of long-term residential treatment that focus on re-socializing of the person. Contingency management, CM, gives vouchers or rewards to people who practice healthy behaviors. Effective medications exist for treating opioid, alcohol, and nicotine addictions and for alleviating the symptoms of many other mental disorders. Yet most have not been well studied in comorbid populations. Some medications may benefit multiple problems. For example, bupropion is approved for treating both depression, wellbutrin, and nicotine dependence Zyban. Most research, more research is needed, however, to better understand how these medications work, particularly when combining patients with comorbidities. Points to remember in closing. Comorbidity describes two or more conditions appearing in a person. The condition can occur at the same time or right after the other. Comorbid substance use disorder and mental illnesses are common, with about half of people who have one condition also having the other. Substance use disorders and mental illnesses have many of the same risk factors. Additionally, having a mental illness may predispose someone to develop a substance use disorder or vice versa. Treatment for comorbid illnesses should focus on both mental illness and substance use disorders together rather than one or the other. Effective behavioral treatments and medication exist to treat mental illnesses and addictions. To learn more, ladies and gentlemen, you can visit the National Institute on Drug Abuse. I'll put a link in the show notes. You're listening to the Sober as Dope podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, go in peace. I love you all. And I hope this information helps and I'll catch you on the other side.
there's one thing in my life that's missing It's the time that I spend alone Sailing on the cool and bright clear water There's lots of those friendly people They're showing me ways to go But I never want to lose their inspiration Time for It's time for a cool change And now that my life is so prearranged I know that it's time for a cool change Well I was born in the side of water And it's there that I feel my best The albatross and the whales They are my brothers It's kind of a special feeling When you're out on the sea alone Staring at the full moon Like a lover Staring at the full moon like a light. 